and there too. All right, we're live. We're live. Uh, trying to figure this thing out uh, and, you know, do, trying to do the Instagram live at the same time. So forgive me for a second. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and uh, play our intro music and get this thing going. Here we go. Practicing polyamory. Real life perspectives from the imperfect people of polyamory. The mission of the Practicing Polyamory podcast is to provide a platform for all of the real-life, flawed humans that practice polyamory so that we might all learn from one another and grow as a community. Enjoy the show. There it is. There it is. Welcome, 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 everybody, to this beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, it is first day of Pride. Happy Pride, everybody. Uh, so... It just so happens that today is a rare day in which I don't have a guest. And on this guestless day, it also happens to be the first day of Pride Month. So, first of all, happy Pride, everybody. Uh, and since I don't have a guest, I, you know, I want to share uh, what Pride means to me. So... I'm going to I'm going to get into this. Uh I do I do want to put out a quick trigger warning. Um by the way, if I keep looking from this camera into that camera and then kind of over here, it's because I have like my my word stuff over here. I have Instagram right here and then I got uh you know, everybody else over here. So, kind of where I'm at. Anyway, trigger warning. Uh I do have the F word written in here. Not fuck, but uh F A G. Uh I don't want to say it twice, so if that word triggers you, here's your heads up. So, um anyway, okay. So this is an interesting topic for me specifically because although I do identify as polyamorous, I do not consider myself part of the LGBTQIA plus community unless that last A stands for ally. It doesn't, but I am. So for me to talk about pride is not coming from someone who has endured the trauma, the hardships, uh, and the struggles that so many in the LGBT community have, but from the perspective of someone who simply wants to be the best ally that I can be. I think the first thing that I can do as an ally is to acknowledge my privilege. So as a cisgender, heterosexual, able-bodied, neurotypical, fairly educated, middle-ish class male presenting as a man who also happened to have a really good home life and childhood, I have a ton of privilege. I know that I do, and I want to take a, take a minute to acknowledge it. I didn't have to endure a lifetime of teasing and bullying for being a little extra feminine, dressing a little too spiffy, uh, or wanting to kiss my guy friends. I didn't have to face or fear rejection from family for wanting to love in the way that felt natural to me, even if it was in opposition to what my family believed to be moral, normal, or right. I'm only speaking to my privilege as a straight man, but there's a ton of privilege that I have that's left unsaid. So I basically grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist bubble. And there's a whole heck of a lot that I didn't have to face in my real-life Brady Bunch family. Seriously, a high school friend of mine once told me that I could never understand her struggles because my family was the Brady Bunch. Despite my wonderful parents and fundamental Christian upbringing, I remember being kind of a jerk as a kid. Often one of the kids doing the teasing rather than being teased. More privilege, I guess. I didn't know at that age the damage that I could cause, though I did learn later in life. Uh, as good as my family was, they had their flaws too. 
I remember as a kid on a family trip in the Bay Area, the adults around me uh, making a joke that if you uh, drop your wallet in San Francisco, you better kick it to Oakland. I was young enough not to understand the joke until many years later. So I may not have gotten that joke quite yet, but I definitely remember using gay as an insult. And here comes your trigger warning. Uh, like I used to say, dude, that's so gay, right? Or quit being such a fag. Ugh. I'm sorry to use that word. Uh, it, it Honestly, it tastes horrible coming out of my mouth now. But I used it so freaking liberally as a youngster, just ignorant to the wider world around me. Even as a young adult, I had a ton to learn. I still do. Upon joining the Navy in 2006, I was 22 years old, I remember the one conspicuously gay man in our boot camp unit. I remember timing my showers so that I wouldn't be in there at the same time as him if I could avoid it, and finding other ways to avoid befriending this young man. Now, this was five years before the don't ask, don't tell policy was repealed, by the way. While serving, the idea of gay men in uniform made me... I, I couldn't quite find the right word, but it's something between uncomfortable and on guard. Like I needed to watch my back, you know, not drop the, sh the soap in the shower type of thing. So when DADT was repealed in 2011, I was still serving. I remember not being 100% about it. I remember making some kind of a comment about sharing showers with the gays and how it would make the rest of us uncomfortable. It is ridiculous to think about it now, but all that internalized homophobia was taught to me from that younger age, and it was as real as it gets. Now, mind you, I had experimented with a younger male neighbor when I was like eight, so there was definitely some shame attached to those beliefs, but they were there. They were real. Like the vast majority of people my age, I was shown by the adults around me, even as a kid, that being gay was wrong. Forgive the unintended pun here, but for most of my life, I saw being gay as the butt end of a joke. It That was in the best of times. And I view immoral or gross in the worst of times. Homosexuality was also presented to me as a sin. Having grown up in the church, I didn't have a lot of exposure to the gay community. In high school, I met my first young gay, lesbian, and although I didn't know it yet, trans woman. Uh, there are definitely some stories to share with you about these high school friends of mine, stories that revolve around LARP, or live-action role-playing, uh, backyard wrestling, I guess that's more live-action role-playing, uh, and a broken arm, but we'll save those stories for another time. Uh, suffice to say that these were my friends, and despite what the church or anyone else said, my friends' sexualities had no bearing on our friendships. I still follow two of two out of those three on Facebook. I can't find the third one. Anyway, once I left high school, I had very little, if any, interaction with the gay community at large. While serving in the Navy, I had one close friend who was a lesbian, but lesbians seem to be more widely normalized and acceptable in the Navy in general, I guess, and especially among my mostly guy friends than gay men. Like, lesbians okay, gay men not so much, for whatever reason. So throughout those years, my views around homosexuality stayed antiquated, to say the very least. I didn't learn anything new because I wasn't exposed to anything new. I was able to maintain my old ways of thinking because they were never challenged. 
That is, until I met the woman who I would eventually marry and explore non-monogamy with. So in 2014, when I was 30 years old and no longer in the Navy, I met the woman who would become my wife. We fell head over heels in love within a week and a half, and she changed my world forever. I mean, it's all true. She really did. We only dated for a year before we got hitched. And let me just say that for multiple reasons, she should have dumped my ass during that year. Many reasons. One of those reasons was something I said to her about being gay that broke her heart and made her cry. Now, my wife was raised quite a bit differently from me. In her family, there are two lesbian aunts and aunts, aunts, whatever, and one bisexual one, plus her gay uncle, and of course, all of their partners. She grew up with these people in her life, and despite her own parents' religious hangups, she loved her aunts and uncles with all her heart. She really did. She still does. Needless to say, she was more open-minded, accepting, and loving of the LGBT community than I was throughout our respective childhoods. Not to mention, she ended up going to a performing arts high school, and so many, many of her classmates were some kind of queer. Possibly the majority? I'm not sure. It's a theater school, so maybe? I don't know. But anyway... So while I grew up with little to no representation of the gay community at all, she grew up with it being part of her family and later many of her friends. So when I said to her that I have no problem with gay guys as long as they're gay over there, I don't know, out of sight, out of mind was my thinking, I guess. It broke her heart. Now, she has since told me that she really, really considered breaking up with me right then and there. A lot of you listening probably would have, and I totally wouldn't blame you for it. I was 30 years old at this point. I should have known better by then, right? Lucky for me, she showed me grace. And when I saw just how my words devastated this woman that I loved, I was forced to ask myself this question. Do I really feel this way, or is it just what I've been taught? Was I really disgusted by gay love? Or is that what society had always told me that I'm supposed to feel? As a man, I have a lot of privilege. And I'm still working through understanding my privilege fully and using it to uplift others in every way that I can. That toxic masculinity is real, though. And I grew up believing that to be a man, oh, to be a man, I've got to be macho. I've got to be strong. Never cry. Grandpa always told me, los hombres no lloran. Don't tap into my feminine side too much. Don't even think about questioning my sexuality or what it means to be a man. All of these things. This is, this is what toxic masculinity means, right? It's, it's all of these beliefs that just don't really allow us to fully embrace these different parts of ourselves. So somehow, somehow all of these different beliefs I took it all to mean that gay love was gross, that affection between two men was not to be desired, you know, just all of these different things that that's what toxic masculinity is. So it's interesting for me to write this now, seeing how far behind me that kind of thinking has gone over the past seven years. I feel late to the party, to tell you the truth. Two of my biggest struggles currently are imposter syndrome and guilt. I feel a little bit guilty writing this, seeing 
in black and white, the person that I used to be in light of who I am now. I feel like a fraud. I feel like I have no right to speak on this subject. But I'm speaking now because somewhere out there is someone who thinks the way that I did. Somewhere in the internet void is a person who still believes that the gays can be gay all they want as long as they don't be gay in front of my in front of me or my kids. That person is still out there. A lot of them. And to that person, to those people, I challenge you to ask yourself, what is it about this belief that rings true to you? What is it that you fear about seeing gay love? A couple of weeks ago, we had a big family bash at a campground here in San Diego. As I'm reconnecting with my family that I haven't seen in over a year, I'm explaining some of the growth that I've had in my life. I used to hate spicy food. Seriously, I couldn't even eat pepperoni pizza in high school because pepperoni was too spicy. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was a little bitch. It's fine. It's fine. But I've come a long way. In fact, nowadays, I love spicy food. Or, as I told my cousins that weekend, I eat chiles now. I eat chile. Evidently, to say that I eat chile can be reconstrued to say that I suck dick euphemisms, right? Okay, so I told my cousins that I eat chiles, and they all start cracking up, right? They're just, they think it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, no, Thomas, James, don't say that. You don't want to say that. Oh, no. Took me about a half a second to realize the joke that I had walked into, and as much as I recognized the humor there, I could not bring myself to laugh. I understood the reference, I could see why they were laughing, but it wasn't funny to me anymore. It used to be. It used to be. I used to be the guy cracking jokes at the one gay guy in our boot camp division. I used to be the guy laughing at everybody else making those jokes. I used to be that, but it wasn't funny to me anymore. And so I asked, what if I did eat chile? In other words, what if I did like dick? They got quiet. They looked around and they didn't know what to say while I stared at them blankly and I repeated myself, what if I did like Chile? How safe would I feel around all of you right now if that were true? My brother, coming in clutch like he does, finally broke the tension and said, well, that'd be a fucked up way for you to come out to us. I didn't want to make it a big deal since we were at this family thing and we'd all been drinking. So I took his cue. I looked at all my cousins and I said, ah, ah, got you guys, right? Huh? Got you. And we went on about our weekend. The next morning and even a week later when I saw my cousins again, we continued to talk about that interaction. Then my cousin said something all too familiar to me. I don't care if people are gay. I just don't want to see it. <sighs> the world at large still has a long way to go. So what does pride mean to me? Pride is the current culmination of everything the fearful, heteronormative world doesn't want to see. 
Pride is the visual representation of this universal truth. Love is love, and love knows no bounds. Pride is where my gay friends don't have to hide who they are and who they love, and the movement to make that a reality everywhere. Pride is where love flourishes and grows, and a hope that it will grow beyond our imaginations. Pride is where the LGBTQIA community can say, here I am, see me, and the innate desire that soon they will be seen and loved for exactly who they are, no matter where they are. Pride is a movement. Pride is representation. Pride is loving who we are, no matter if the world agrees with us or not. Pride is love. Pride is acceptance. Pride is community. Pride is joy. Pride is where I find the richest, truest, most, most authentic love. Because the people there have been through hell and back to be able to be their richest, truest, and most, most authentic selves. I am a being of love and light. My purpose on this planet revolves around love in some shape or another. As an ally and not a member of the community, I've not endured the trauma that a lot of my LGBT plus friends have. Sadly, I've probably contributed to it for some. That's who I was, but it's not who I am today. One thing I can do now is share my story. And by sharing it, I hope that I can find ways to be part of the greater movement of love in ways both big and small. I can make others uncomfortable when they make homophobic jokes or disparaging remarks. I can take a stand for equal rights. I can march, I can yell, I can use my platform, this podcast, to give others a voice. When I have guests, there's a rainbow background behind us. I'll show you all. That rainbow background is usually behind us when we have guests. I chose the rainbow not because I wanted to appropriate gay culture, but because I wanted any guest who joined me to know that they are in a safe place. I might make mistakes. I might not always ask or say things the right way, but I want to learn to be the best ally that I can be and continue to love and support the LGBT community in every way that I can. Through polyamory, I've learned a lot about what love means to me. Through knowing and loving my wonderful friends at number one in Hillcrest, my karaoke crew, love all of you, as well as many others that I've met since who are in the LGBT plus community, my definitions of acceptance and love have evolved even further. The love that I have for them and the love that I've received from them has shaped who I am today. And I'm proud of who I've become from knowing and loving them. I guess that's what pride means to me most of all. I'm proud to love openly and freely in any way that suits me. And I'll fight for everyone's right to do the same. That is all I have written. Um, I want to take a quick moment to thank all of you on Instagram Live uh, who joined me today. Really appreciate all the love uh, and everything that, uh, you know, everybody left there. Uh, everybody listening on Facebook, 
YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, everything else. Uh, really appreciate every single one of you. Uh, I want to continue to say happy pride, everybody. Happy pride. Fly your freak flag. Let's, you know, show the world what it's all about. It To me, it really is over and over and over again, all about love. That's where all of this comes from. That's where this podcast comes from. That's the way that I want to approach the world. That's the way that I that I just live. I, I tweeted recently and it was my first shared tweet. Oh, I am so excited. I got super excited. Sorry, sorry, nerding out a little bit. Uh, but my first shared tweet was, I love love. I am polyamorous because I love love. And I just really, really believe and feel that uh, the more love we share, you know, the, the better the world's going to be. And so I guess, you know, that's, that's pretty much what, what pride is, you know, it's, it's a celebration of love over and over and over again. And uh, I want to wish everybody a happy pride month. Um, let's, you know, keep celebrating love is love is love is love. That's right, Stacy. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow, I think. Um, and yeah, that, that's it. That That's all I got for everybody today. Thank you all again so much for tuning in. Thank you all for your continuous support of the podcast. Uh, can't wait for uh, everything that we've got coming up. And yeah, it's going to be good. All right, everybody. Thank you all. As always, have an awesome day. Thank you for tuning in to the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Would you or someone in your polycule like to be a guest? Sign up at practicingpolyamory.com and join the conversation. Please support us by subscribing, liking, and following us on social media at Practicing Polya by clicking any of the affiliate links on our website or by subscribing at patreon.com slash practicingpolya.